Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. I'm not a system player. I am a system. Yeah, Nutrisystem! Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. Hey, what's up? Mark Randy's here. You look a little worried. You all right? Do you think I was going to make it? We're all good. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'll be the judge of that, though. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm dynamite. Happy uh, holidays. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there in the Bay. Absolutely. Got one more hour left. It's holiday time. Hope you're spending it with your loved ones. I know I will be. I'll be with my dog, Rosie. Great dog. And my cat. Juniper? It's not really our cat. But yeah, I'm looking forward to just a lot, a lot of snuggling with the dog. <laughs> You gonna take the dog on some hikes? I think I am. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure to really get her get her out there. Uh, so if you know, I know there are a lot of people out there that are more unfortunate than me. They don't get to spend the holidays with their dog. They have to spend it with their families. So I want to. Uh, or you get to spend it with both. I want to. Um, I want to say a little prayer for the less fortunate. <laughs> yeah, is that more unfortunate or less fortunate? Uh. No, uh, it's Thanksgiving, as you know, uh, is big, big uh, family, family time. Make sure you reach out to. Yeah, I mean, look for the longest time, I, I didn't get to something. spend Thanksgiving with my family, so I look forward to the fact that I can do it now. Like during college, I never got to. I didn't. Why not? Home. Well, because you didn't go home for Thanksgiving. No, we didn't have Thanksgiving break. Like we still had class on Tuesday or Wednesday, so it just didn't make sense to drive down or fly back for a day or two. And then where'd you I, go to school in Slovenia? Uh, Salem, pretty close. You have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Why wouldn't you? Not where the last, witches were burned. After your last class on Wednesday, you drive back to the bay. You know, it takes you 10 have, hours. Okay. I drive, I drive to Bandon Dunes for less time. Who even went to their class on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving? Uh, liberal arts. It's well, uh, one, I had, one of those. We always had uh, usually some... Somebody'd stick in there a midterm or some crap like exactly because you got those professors that think they're you know that they deserve your time and attention. There was like three people, and I was probably one of them. I was I was just a goody two shoes in college, uh, and of course you know maybe you have a workout plan for you know us itty bitty D three athletes. Anyways, I didn't get to go home for a long time, and then when I was 
working around the country. It also didn't make sense when I was in like Pennsylvania. Thank you. Uh, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Texas, Minnesota, North Dakota, especially. My God. And it just was expensive to get back for, you know, two or three days. Plus, you're going to be home for thanks for Christmas break. Well, that's true. Two weeks later. That I do. That I will. Uh, you know, I've always, I, I don't know about you. Do you attach? I know I do. Um, in general, I attach um, length of flight with um, shortest available trip. For example, the the most I'll ever do is uh, to the East Coast would be a red eye on a Thursday. Oh, I get there Friday, maximize the amount of time, and leave on Sunday. Yeah, generally, if it's any less time than that, I'm out. I'll either take the earliest in the morning or like, the latest at night. For example, for let's say I said, uh, hey, John Paul, you can go to London. It's going to be three days. Three days from when you leave, it'll be three days when you get back. Do you want to go to London? It's like, no. No chance. Exactly. So what's the, what's the least amount of days you would need to fly all the way to London? I would it's need a, five. It's a, it's a, I think it's a six. It's about an 11-hour flight. Yeah, I'd say five. You do 11 hours for five days. Yep. I would, but only for a special occasion. Only for like a, an event. Yeah, for like your daughter who lives in London. What about Abu Dhabi? Well, that's a little that's longer. That's a 22-hour flight. Yeah, and you're probably going to have to transfer. Numerous times, probably. Yeah. Would you go for... What would have to be happening in Abu Dhabi? I think it has to be for a you week. to fly for you to go there for two or three days. Some great golf, really. Well, somebody would say, "Dude, you're on a private plane. Nobody, it's, it's it doesn't matter." Well, I've never flown anything but economy or coach, so oh, I, I don't know what I don't know shame. what that's like. Yeah, that's know. a shame. Well, not when you can fall asleep. It's usually okay. Well, you sh- it's pretty easy on a private plane if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> you never been on a private plane? No. Yeah. Why would I? Why would I be on a private plane? Yeah, you look like you could be in the know. Why would you people. be on a private plane? That's none of your concern. Okay. <laughs> oh, I know what this is about. What? You got a trip coming up? No, no, no. That's not it. Okay. No, it's not. Just checking. No. Well, I got a surgery coming up. All right. Let's get back to some. Uh, oh, we got to make our football picks. And, but you wanted to bring up something that I... What, what, oh, so... No, so every Tuesday, Willard and Dibs, JD was in yesterday for, for Willard, they do a fantastic interview weekly during the NFL season with Peter King, NBC Sports, yep. famed writer, and there was... I don't know if you have the piece of sound, but he was discussing the, the DPOY conversation and was basically talking about how it's, it's Miles Garrett and, and Fred Warner. And to me... I think okay. there's a, a one-man race for that award, and it's not involving Fred Warner. I think it's Miles Garrett. Bosa? No, my, no, he won it last year. But Miles Garrett is, like, we were talking about MVPs, and honestly, Spadoni got me thinking about this because he was, well, you know, occasionally during the during the shows you guys do, me and Spadoni will chat because we're friends. And he said, you know, in, in this season, with the amount of injuries that have befallen quarterbacks, and also the the lack of separation at the top of, say, the MVP charts. Like, 
I don't know if Monday Night Football was for the MVP between Mahomes and Hurts, but I don't think any of them, either of them, were that impressive for me to say that's undoubtedly going to be the MVP. So it could be a year where a wide receiver or maybe a defensive player has a a name in the hat. And to me, if there's one defensive player that has a angle, that has a a case to be named MVP, it'd be Miles Garrett. I don't think Fred Warner would be in that conversation. As great as he's played. That's right, I disagree. Somebody call Peter King, see if he wants a rebuttal. Yeah, let's hear what Peter King has to say. To me, it's right now Miles Garrett uh, and and Fred Warner for Defensive Player of the Year. Wow. That's how great Warner has been. But Fred Warner will tell you right now. He'll say, listen, my job is is immensely helped by what's happening right in front of me because oh. offensive lines cannot block four 49ers with four guys. They just can't. And then with the extra guy looking at the linebackers, they need to have all five guys blocking that line. And so that's that's why guys like Fred Warner have the ability, at least part of the ability, to go up and make plays and clean things up the way they do. It sounds to me like Warner's only making plays because uh, he's got a lot of weaponry around him. So you're telling me he's, uh, he's Brock Purdy. I'm kidding. Well, no, but he also, it sounded like he kind of agreed with me, too, which is Fred Warner's job is immensely easier because of the defensive line, which is also a reason why I think Miles Garrett is more impactful. But couldn't you say, and I'm just being devil's advocate here, that the the uh, 49ers defensive line this year, they've been okay. The defensive line? Yes. Yes, yeah. That, right. I mean, they, they've allowed more leaks than... Last Correct. year. Correct. So so Fred Warner does have to clean up right. more. Exactly. Which is why he's a distant second. Hey, uh, I got a question for somebody, anybody, uh, aeronautics, anybody who's an aeronautics expert or yeah. an expert in the uh, airline industry. Is there a difference? Like I said, yeah, oh, I took a private plane. Well, maybe I didn't. Is there a difference between a private plane and a charter plane? A private plane and a charter are they the same thing well we do live in a white collar area so someone's got to know the difference i would think so you you're you're elitist background you, you don't have a you don't know uh, my that? mother and father were high school english teachers well you're talking about private planes my mom and dad were high school english teachers i thought they worked in, in college. your face <laughs> my mom later became a college professor i'm just messing with you um yeah i don't know what you they're talking about 95 oh 7 the game breaking news. <laughs> Alright, this per Adam Schefter. Geno Smith expected to play Kenneth Walker out for Thursday's game. Okay, so we had heard that he was questionable. With a triceps injury. Geno Smith, we always knew was gonna play. I ex well, I, he I was think he was expected, expected to, play to play all week. Kenneth Walker, I can't speak to. He didn't finish the game against the Rams. I smell something fishy. I thought it was a bombshell. Something's fishy, and I think I know what it is. I think I know what it is. What, Aaron Jones being rolled out against Detroit? No, no, no. Some interpersonal, uh, professional dynamics. Okay. Uh, Charter planes are not the same as private jets. You see, This private jets you see in succession. Um, Okay. Uh, Tomorrow night, 5 o'clock. 49ers, Seattle Seahawks, and obviously it's a big game 
And the reason, to me, it's a big game is because you dictate that you have control of the NFC West with a win. If you don't, if you go up there and lose, now you're not in control of the division. And Seattle's got the tiebreaker. And it could, it really, to me, is the difference between being 11 games into a season and honing in. What, what it does, Evan, is you, you win that game tomorrow and you can say we're 8-3, and three, we're still, all of our goals are still out there, period. They're all out there. We've had a season where we have put ourselves in control of our own destiny. Now, I get it. If if the Eagles beat Buffalo, then even if you beat the Eagles, you're still going to be a game behind. But my larger point is at 8 and 3, you could you could say season's going pretty well. Like like B plus A minus. But if you lose, then all of a sudden you're thinking, you know what? Now now you don't have a lot of wiggle room. In fact, you, you have none because by losing that game, you now will not be the number one seed. Like that's what you, you can't earn the number one seed with a win over Seattle, but you could lose it with a loss to Seattle. Agreed. And I think it also means you're going to have to go to either Philadelphia or Detroit. And I think the Niners, actually, if if they did play Detroit in a conference title game on the road, I think the 49ers would be favored in that game. Might be slight, but I think they'd be favored. I don't think they'd be favored against the Eagles. And as much as I believe the 49ers could still go into Philadelphia and win, the way that the Eagles have played throughout this season, it, it would it would be hard for me to, to pick the 49ers in that game. because whether, In Philly. In Philly. Because... Philly right now has shown themselves to be a team that can win playing from ahead. They can play from behind. They can run the ball against you. They can beat you up inside. They have great wide receivers. They have a capable quarterback. They got a pretty good defense, although I think it's lesser than last year. And so the 49ers right now are are hoping that like in, in a matchup like that game, and and again, this is all predicated on the 49ers winning against Seattle, and that's that's your whole point. This game right. is significant in the larger picture because if you don't win, then you do have to go to Philly or Detroit, and it's no matter what, unless they fall off a cliff. Sure. So it, it comes down to me, and like the 49ers, the only way I think they can lose this game is if Seattle outshoots them. And I just don't see that with the way the defense has been playing since Chase Young entered the fold. I think that the the Seahawks offensive line is is fine. It's not great. I don't think their defense is particularly good. And I think Kyle Shanahan is going to be able to take advantage of a secondary and a linebacking core that hasn't, well, they got some good corners, but their linebackers are not great in coverage. So I think the 49ers have advantages all over the board. And now it's about going out there tomorrow and proving it. Because if you don't, then you're going to have to figure out a way to win on the road in the playoffs. And I think they could do it. I just would rather have them not to. Yeah, don't forget, we'll get more into this game at 1.30. 1.30, K.J. Wright, he's a Super Bowl champion. 
and Pro Bowler. K.J. Wright played for the Seahawks, where he played in the Super Bowl twice, and he won it in 2013. He also has his own podcast, uh, K.J. All Day. So he's going to be terrific, and the reason he's going to be terrific is because we've had him on before, and he's uh, he's got a sense of what's going on big time. And I... I'm interested to hear his thoughts on a short week after your team lost the game they should have won, essentially, uh, which happened to Seattle. You know, you look at you, you start looking at that game and think, well, what if Seattle had won that game? Now, if you're the Niners and lose that game, boy, as they say. But uh, that's not the case. Anyway, I want to see if a short week. You know, if if you think there's any any kind of team that a short week is better helps for, without it being an an imbalance of one team being on one and one team not. I mean, it's it might sound simplistic. I think it helps the home team right. because you get an extra day, and when you only get three days, those days are valuable. Like the 49ers are using one of their days to to travel. No, they, they might you know be able what? to get a practice in. They might be able to get a lift in this morning. It's not that long of a flight, but still, you're at a disadvantage when you got to pack everything up. You got to get to the hotel. When you get there, you got like your your body has to go through the whole, you know, travel. You're not allowed to sleep in your own bed. I, I just think it favors the home team on a short week. Okay, I got a question, and it, it's something I'm. I don't know if you guys will know or not. Well, tell us what it is. But damn those it. Thursday games. Are those games usually where the the proximity of the two teams is a, a reasonable flight, or will they? Or are there games where it's a San Francisco, New England, in New England on a Thursday night, where the Niners have to travel, where the visiting team has to travel across the country on a short week? Yes, I mean the New York Giants played in San Francisco on a Thursday. I think okay. it was week, now it was early in the year, it was week two, but that's were they a, weren't they out on the West Coast before that game? They were in though? Arizona the week before. Yeah, but so I, they probably stick around. I'll bet you they have some kind of rules about that. For example, you 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 can't have two teams who played on a Sunday then play on a Thursday where one team has to fly cross country. Has that ever happened on a Thursday game? I wonder. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, it Bears shouldn't. Bears and the Panthers, Carolina is not exactly close to Chicago. Um, you know, I, I don't know exactly where they were in the country at that point. But, I mean, the, the point remains, I just think that there's a, a disadvantage. And, and also, I mean, you never know how quickly bodies recover. So, if those games always just feel a little wonky. Like, right. when you're an underdog, I think you feel a little more confident on Thursday because... Things can happen that may not if you have more of a full week to prepare for someone. Now, this is different because it's a divisional game, and that's not always the case. But the 49ers probably feel good for a couple of reasons. One, you know, in the offseason, some coaches have said you spend the majority of your prep preparing for the division. Because if you go 6-0, and you got an inside track to the playoffs. If you beat every guy in your division, you got a good chance. Also, from the 49ers' perspective, I believe... The defensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Steve Wilkes talked about this yesterday, the D.C. for the Buccaneers was formerly in Seattle. So some of the schematic stuff for the Bucs carries over to this week, and so their preparation, or sorry, the the offensive coordinator, 
um, some of the the carryover is already there. So that might help the 49ers also. Gotcha. Look at you. Some, I mean, I'm just... A font of information? I try to be. Yeah. Not always correct, but... Uh, happy holidays out there to everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Time for family. Time for family. Uh, it is. Well, you just spent the beginning of the segment going on what? and on about how you you know it, you pretty you seem pretty gleeful about hanging out with the dog. And it's it's a shtick. Yeah, it's to hide the pain. <laughs> it's to hide the pain. No, we all love being with family most of the time. Yeah. Um, can I ask what uh, we're almost at the end? Then yeah, you, you, you got any? Uh, oh, you're working tomorrow. Yeah, so Lorenzo, Neil, and I are going to be on air from 2 to 5, or 2 to 5.15, about kickoff for the 49ers Seahawks. Okay. And then Mark Grandy and Sterling Bennett are going to have overtime. So I'm, I'm going to be working tomorrow. Nice. Looking forward to rocking with Lowe for three hours this time. Usually what? it's a two-hour kickoff show presented by Habis Law, and tomorrow it's going to be three hours. Hey, by the way, did you see uh, my, my squad in college? beat? Uh, I believe they beat number one Kansas. Penn State? Uh, your, Marquette. Why is your team Marquette? Marquette. The Golden Eagles. Uh, I got one of the better players in the country. Stevie Mitchell uh, from Reading, Pennsylvania. Oh, Marquette. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's a good player. Thank you. No, Aiden Mahaney. So I'm, I'm looking forward to St. Mary's this year. I saw I saw Mahaney last night. I was out at uh, out of Moraga for a women's basketball broadcast. He came by. Oh, sat cool. down front row and yeah, it was, so he watched the game. Yeah, I mean the the whole men's team was there to watch and support the women's. That's cool. We used to do that too. Yeah, so that was that was fun. And also a reminder too: on Friday we're going to be live and local on Black Friday. Ooh. So from six to six, uh, and I'm going to be rocking with Butcher Boy, who I haven't hosted with yet. When six to ten? Six to ten. Ooh, that's going to be a struggle. What do you mean? Because you don't get up. You're you get, you ready to get up at four thirty on Friday? No. I'm going to go to bed right after the Niners game, get right. my notes in, prepare, oh, I'd... be ready to rock. Because I, I, I know post-Seattle, San Francisco, I've heard Joe Shansky is a different man. He's going to be energized, and hopefully it's going to be off a Niners win. So I can honestly say I'm sort of built for this. Niners favored by seven? Yes. As of now, line might move. Well, the line the line has been moving since the show started. It's It started at seven, has gone up to eight. Back down to seven and a half, and now we are back to seven. Interesting. So they must have been listening to the show because the we were super now. high on them at first, and then Steiny poo-pooed the whole Seattle's a tough place to play thing, so the line came back down, and then it sort of, you know, just evened out and balanced itself. All right, this is in for the Comcast uh, business text line. I'm just trusting the text line. Teams traveling more then 1,500 miles on Thursday games, oh, this is a stat, are 0-4 as of a year or two ago. That's gutter trash saying you're welcome. That, I, hey, that's all knowledge, I believe, is good knowledge. Not specifically what I was asking for, but gutter trash, I appreciate, and happy holidays uh, to everybody out there. Hey, by the way, it's a Warriors Wednesday brought to you by Friedman's Appliance. A trusted name since 1922. Visit Friedmansappliance.com uh, today. Also, with the holidays here, no better time 
to download the Odyssey app. It's the best time because you can listen to all four hours of Steiny and Guru plus outstanding segments like the Morning Roast today with Anthony Slater. Uh, he covers the Golden State Warriors. Willard and Dibs yesterday. Uh, John Dickinson was in for Dibs, and they had Steve Kerr, the coach of the Golden State Warriors. So download that Odyssey app so you can listen to all uh, the interviews out there. Matt Steinmetz along with Evan Giddings coming up on the other side. Super Bowl champion. K.J. Wright, we're going to talk to him about tomorrow's game. It's a big one for the San Francisco 49ers. Do they take control of the NFC West, or do they put themselves in a position where Seattle can dictate? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Talk to KJ Wright on the other side. I'll be with my dog, Rosie, and my cat. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. All right, final segment, Steiny and Guru. Evan in for Guru. We are pleased to bring on none other than former Super Bowl champion, pro bowler, and linebacker for the Seattle Seahawks, K.J. Wright. Currently host of his own podcast, KJ, KJ, pardon me, all day. You can catch that on Spotify. KJ, appreciate you joining us before. Pretty big game tomorrow, 49ers and Seahawks. What's going on? Man, big, big game. Uh, my guy's coming off an ugly loss last week against the Rams. Uh, we had it, but uh, we're playing the big dogs this Thursday in Lumen Field. And so I'm excited for us to get back on track potentially, and uh, it will not be easy facing the San Francisco football team. Well, and I, I, I do want to start there, KJ, because you played seven games against Kyle Shanahan when he was coordinator, play caller for the 49ers and head coach. I'm curious, what goes into preparing for a Kyle Shanahan-led offense? How difficult is that as a defensive player? It is an absolute nightmare. Um, I tell everyone all the time, this is hands down the best play caller I've ever faced in my NFL career. And uh, what he does so well is that when I play linebacker, there were some teams, some games, where I could just come to the line of scrimmage, see the formation, see the down and distance, 
sounded, I knew, like, okay, they're about to run this play. Uh, they potentially about to run to the left side right here. I never got to a line of scrimmage before the ball was snapped and knew what Kyle Shanahan was going to do until after they snapped the ball. And so I was always reacting to everything. I was always, um, you know, going one direction, having to go a new direction because of this crazy play action game that he had. And so um, the way that he keeps you off balance as a linebacker, the way that he sets up his plays previous, um, in the previous drives that comes back and attack you, um, like I said, it's an absolute nightmare. And so um, you add his play calling with, this, with these uh, receivers, with this tight end, with a young Brock Purdy that's making really good decisions, um, it's a big-time test for defenses, and um, this Francisco football team is a beast to beat. Yeah, you know, it's it's starting to hit me. When you, when you talk about having a defense off balance, I mean – are you really just talking about a, a step or two tops, maybe a maybe a count, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's, as you know, this is a game of inches. It is a game of as defensive players, we're always reacting to everything. So when I watch film, when I'm studying teams, I'm trying to see how can I get an extra step, a step ahead of my opponent. If I see this formation that I've seen countless times and it's down a distance. I have a really good, you know, opportunity to take my shot on this play. When you face Kyle Shanahan, you cannot do that. You cannot do that because um, the way they they always above the chains, the way he has so many different type of design runs, his play action game, and um, obviously facing a Brock Purdy, this game manager talk that you're hearing with him, he's far from a game manager. This guy's getting to that line of scrimmage. He's seeing the defenses. He's putting everyone on the same page. And he can be explosive when he needs to be. And so um, Kyle Shanahan has found his guy. He has found this offense. They're finding their flow. And um, when they're putting up 30-plus points in these last few games, that's really going hard to beat. And top of that, you got a defense on the other side of the football that's playing at a really high level. We're talking to K.J. Wright here on 95.7 The Game, former linebacker for the Seahawks, Super Bowl champion, pro bowler. You can also catch him on Seattle's ESPN 710 AM, The K.J. Wright Show. Well, one thing me and my partner KJ were talking about and, and kind of debating a bit is just you know how much of an advantage it is because you mentioned Lumen Field, formerly CenturyLink, and as someone that has played for the Seahawks, obviously we know about the twelfth man, but the 49ers in particular, three and eight in their last eleven games in Seattle. As a player, did you feel like specifically against the 49ers, that being at home gave you an advantage? And is that something you can quantify, or is it just kind of an innate feeling that? hey, we've always defended it, and there's no way the Niners are going to beat us here today. Listen, our fan base is always loud, each and every Sunday. So listen up. When the San Francisco 49ers come in town, they take this thing up to a whole new level. They know that this is a cross-down robbery. They know that this is going to have playoff implications. They know that some way, somehow, we're going to see each other down the line. And so they always bring it whenever we play the San Francisco 49ers. And so um, you just take it back to the Jim Harbaugh days. You just take it back when Colin Kaepernick, um, Patrick Willis, Frank Gore, all those guys came into town. This was a heavyweight match. And um, I, I do believe that when they see this San Francisco football team, everyone knows how talented they are. Everyone knows that they're going um, to some way, somehow, end up as the number one seed. And so they know they got to bring it. And so we talk about false starts. And Lumen Field, when you talk about the quarterback cannot hear um, at the line of scrimmage, there's going to be silent count. They're going to have to use a lot of signals. They got to for sure bring that extra energy, that extra juice. They want to have a chance to win um, tomorrow. I assume for the most part, players 
feel the, the the way they 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 don't like Thursday night games. I, I I'll just assume that. But my question is, after that game on on Sunday, where you let a game get away that you think you should have won, um, any psychological uh, factor come in because it's a short week? Could that benefit or or be the detriment uh, to to Seattle? Yes. I for sure think it benefits Seattle because what happens is on a Thursday, when you have a Thursday game, that Monday, you don't even, we don't even watch the film of, of Sunday's game. We go, we watch highlights and we go straight to our opponents. So, so I believe for these guys, that type of loss in a regular week will definitely linger on for two to three days. But they have no choice but to just put that behind them and move on towards the Niners. And so around two o'clock, that's when they start practicing. That's when they start doing their walkthroughs and just move on from that ugly, uh, really ugly loss that we had against the Rams. And so it does play in Seahawks' favor. But we just got to do manage our offense. Geno Smith, uh, D.K. Tyler, we're, we're getting down there. We're making some noise. When we get in the red zone, we're kicking way more field goals than we should instead of touchdowns. So um, I like what our offense is doing, but that's right now our Achilles heel to keep us from, you know, being, uh, having a better record. Get down to the red zone, find our identity, and find a way to punch it in for six, because that's the thing that we're missing right now. Former Super Bowl champion and former Seahawks Man of the Year, K.J. Wright with us here on 95.7 The Game. You can catch his podcast, K.J. All Day. K.J., I, I do have to ask you about a comment from a former teammate of yours, Richard Sherman, earlier this week. When in talking about Brock Purdy, who you mentioned his ability at the line of scrimmage and what he's done to elevate this 49ers offense. But he, Sherman said that Brock Purdy would be a face of the league if he was not the Mr. Irrelevant seventh-round pick, but if he was a top guy. Do, do you buy that sort of draftism argument against Brock, or do you think that Brock Purdy is right where he should be, which is an ascending star? He's right where he should be. He's an ascending star. He is talented, and he's winning a lot of ball games. Face of the league? Is a bold statement. I love me some Richard Sherman, but face of the league is a very, very bold statement. He hasn't even completed, you know, how many games has he played? Seven, is he at 17 right now? Just above, yeah, 18. 18 games? Yeah, let's let the man have a complete season, plus a little bit more, before we start talking about face of the league type conversation. So, um, is there first-round bias? 100%. Is there first overall pick bias? You better believe it. And so um, he does have this Mr. Relevant seventh-round pick um, on his back right now. Like, keep winning ball games, keep getting your teams in the playoffs, keep making that push. And, um, yeah, so then we can start having that conversation. So right now, um, way too fast for that. As a former linebacker, specifically playing in the middle, when you look at a guy like Fred Warner, yeah, he's playing at at a extremely high level, coming off an All Pro season, first team. Do you think he's the best middle linebacker in the NFL? And if so, what what separates him from the rest? Fred Warner is the standard. Fred Warner is what it should look like at the linebacker position. Someone that's always prepared. Someone that brings tons of energy. Someone that gets everyone lined up. But most importantly, someone that's making plays each and every Sunday. Um, I've loved what he's brought to the table since he was a young pup. I, I would tell him when I saw him, I was like, hey, man, you're going to be the real deal. You're going to be the real deal. Just keep working, keep at it. And um, he's the man right now. He is the best linebacker in the NFL at that mic position, and, um, and rightfully so. He's always making plays. He's always finding a way to get to the ball, punching it out, getting interceptions. 
And so, um, yeah, when I look at linebacker, when you look at linebacker tape, everyone around the league should go back and watch Fred Warner. When, when Bobby and I was coming up, we went back and we watched Patrick Willis. What are those guys doing in San Fran? What is Navarro Bowman doing? What is um, Luke Keekley doing? And so we always study other linebackers across the league. I believe that when linebackers come into the offseason study, they're looking at number 54. Uh, that's, that's high praise from KJ Wright, former Super Bowl champion with the Seahawks. And finally, I, I know last time we had you on uh, for a 49ers Seahawks game, you, you don't want to give us the, the prediction. I'm not going to ask you to pick against your team. <laughs> so instead, I'll, I'll pose the question like this. Do you think Thursday night football, 49ers Seahawks, is San Francisco's game to lose? Well, look, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. If, if we could get our red zone woes figured out, we're going to win the ball game. We're going to win the ball game if we get our red zone um, woes figured out. But um, as of late, it hasn't been looking pretty. And so San Fran, uh, they're playing at such a high level. It's, it's not even fair how good they are. They're the best team in the NFL, in my personal opinion right now. But uh, if we can get this thing figured out in the red zone, now defense doing, does their thing like they've been doing all year, i got to find out victorious. Okay. Well, we look forward to it. That's a big if, though. (laughs) (laughs) I got you. Well, I appreciate you coming on and uh, coming into enemy territory, so to speak, KJ. Uh, Thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you, gentlemen. Well, that is KJ Wright, former Super Bowl champ and Pro Bowler with the Seahawks. Additionally, a member of the 2022 SEC Football Legends class. You can catch his podcast, KJ All Day, and also hear him on ESPN 710 AM in Seattle. Well, I mean, that came about as close as we've heard KJ Wright to, to picking against his former team, and I, I'm kind of with him, Stani. I, I don't, I just don't see how the Seahawks win this football game unless Brock Purdy turns it over two or three times, and we've talked about that before. I don't see that either. Either that or fumbles, yeah, by non Brock Purdy uh, personnel. But yeah, I mean, I think I think it's safe to say, Evan, that if the 49ers play mistake free football somebody's going to have to beat them. And that's not going to be easy. Yeah, best team in the league per K.J. Wright of formerly the Seattle Seahawks. Coming up next, we'll hit the crossover. Larry Kruger is in for Mark Willard today. Dan Dibley in as always. Standing Guru, Evan Infraguru, back with more after this on 95.7 The Game. And also a reminder, it's a Warriors Wednesday brought to you by Freeman's Appliance, a trusted name since 1922. Visit freemansappliance.com today. And finally, that segment was brought to you by Flag and Anthem. I'll be with my dog, Rosie, and my cat. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. Hey, happy holidays to everybody out there. Almost. Thanksgiving coming up tomorrow, and I'll tell you what, it's just... Let me tell you what I'm thankful for. Two uh, 206. Oh. <laughs> uh, 212. Ah, we uh, already no. today. Gibbs, I'm telling you right now, if you dig your feet in, Steiny, I'll be defiant. You can be as defiant as you want to be. You could leave now. Don't tempt him. But I know this. You got nowhere to go except home to a dog that you can't stand. So let's <laughs> I love not, my dog. We do have somewhere to go. Okay. I love my I, dog. Welcome, Larry Kruger and Dan Dibley. That ain't right. Yes, this, sir. What kind of dog you got, Steiny? 
It's like a lab retriever. She mix. is the absolute best. She is. She completes me. This dog. She and I have a kinship. White lab, brown lab, dark. She's a golden. Uh, golden. Ah, golden. She is hey, red me. like the head. Golden retriever. I have a golden retriever. She's beautiful. She's she, not a retriever, but she's kind of. She, she is, has retriever she, tendencies, though. See, the golden retriever yeah. shed more than the lab. She is. She sheds a little bit. Untrained and untethered. She's an open book. If if she saw you, she would bark at you, growl at you, and then go two no. paws up on you and lick you like <laughs> you were the last very, lollipop on earth. Very friendly. Very affectionate. She Not, loves the dibber. Well, I wonder where that part came from, because I, I I was with you like the first few characteristics. Like, yeah, that's Steiny. He's just going to yell at you, growl oh, at you. Yeah, no doubt. And then jump no on doubt. you and lick you. I, I don't know where she learned that. Well. Yeah, seriously. She, I mean, secretly, deep down, Steiny's full of love. And he doesn't ever want you to know that because he's got this gruff exterior. Oh, no. no and I'm no. down on Draymond and this and that. <laughs> no, I'm a softie. Steiny is as soft as it comes. Big old ask teddy my, bear. Uh, he's ask, a sweetheart. Ask my uh, <laughs> youngest daughter, who I've never uh, disciplined in my entire life. You? In fact, more like vice versa. <laughs> I mean, she I, tells me what to do. I, and I saw it when That's she was two years old. Yeah. Steiny and I were walking through his own living room, and this is going back now maybe 15 years. And we walked by in front of the TV uh, without any comment. There was no eye contact. And this young lady looked up and said, No, Daddy. And he was like, I, I, I didn't say anything. <laughs> no, Daddy. And I was like, Okay. How many kids do we have between us? Now, I have four. Uh, among us. Among us, sorry. Ten. Ten, not uh, counting Evans. Uh, TBD. I have yeah, four. You have, you have. I have three. You have three. Have seven. You have I got three. You have four, Larry. Yeah. I have four. I got three. Not done. <laughs> you guys. Yeah. Evan. Yeah. Huh? Hey, you know what? Uh, zero. Well, that you know. We it. have that's to call exactly the, uh, the Greater Salem area. Yeah, still, I have lived around uh, the country. <laughs> that still gets us to ten, which could win a bet. John has this bet. What? He says it's the, his Thanksgiving Day miracle bet. He's got four receivers. In tomorrow's games, that have to combine for 600 yards. Oh, that's right. But, you know, two guys get 200. There can be a laggard. <laughs> you, know, you know, so if it was like, hey, you guys need 10 kids among the four of you, and you have zero, that's we true. still got it. Hey, still I'm, calling time. it I'm calling it the Turkey Day Miracle. It's uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, CeeDee Lamb, Terry McLaurin, Ayuk, combined for 600 yards or more, plus 45,000. Oh my God! How much you, got you throw a shot. on it? You got a shot. Yeah, they, so they I mean, need an put, average one fifty. You put ten bucks on it. That's four and a half grand, right? You there. know what you need? Yeah. You need you need a Devin Witherspoon and Tariq Woolen like bump into each other in the pregame. You know, and then then you might have. A well, shot. I can go for sixty, but T Terry Mack can go for you know buck sixty against the Cowboys somehow, some way. Ceedee Lamb's been time. hot, right? I, I oh, think that awesome, McLaurin is the big uh, X factor. That's to what me John said because yeah. uh, Dallas's defense has been good. Ceedee Lamb has been like a buck twenty getting out of bed, and I. Yuke has been fantastic, and I'm on Ross St. Brown. Sneaky has been one of the top five receivers all year. So for me, it comes down to you know Scary McLaurin team. against yeah. Well, you mean you might be able to get garbage time points with McLaurin, right? Because Dallas is probably going to win that game. You'd think, yeah. But the so problem they'll be, is they'll uh, be throwing it in the second half. Washington. Wham, bam! Here I am on his back. Uh, no one's been sacked more than Sam Howell. So you worry about Houston and. 
Yeah, I mean, nobody's the, thrown for more yards than Sam Howell either. Right. It's because he has to, because they aren't very good. They can't run the ball, and they're always trailing in games. Yeah, but that's what he needs. He needs yards. No, you're right. But yeah. Dallas's D has been, you know, really good other than other than the Niner game. Well, Washington's so. also quietly been in a lot of games. Like they haven't won a bunch of them, right. but they've been point. they've been hanging around. Seriously, so. and the, the, they couldn't beat the Giants. Uh, Tommy DeVito. I mean, <laughs> I mean, seriously, right off his mom's they couch. Got a DeVito. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, too. Is, who woke is, him up? Is, is, is there, is there a, <laughs> oh my God! Checkout time. It's eleven thirty at the motel. He's got four minutes left. Seriously, knock on Steiny's door. Ah, excuse me, sir. You gotta go. I'm trying here, ma'am. Any chance Sam Howe's not not in our league right now? Uh, he is, I believe, Lucas's quarterback. Lucas, got yeah. Him. So okay. sorry, Stanny. Luca, Lucas also has uh, Lucas is the commissioner Gee. and dominant in this well, league. Well, he's right? got Guy Charbonneau, the, yeah. the yeah. Seahawks backup too, the backup running back for uh, Seattle. He always Blast seems like Charbonnet. he gets. That's the only thing in, the, in playing that yeah, we have. Whatever. What it's a fourteen team league. Yep. Yeah. It yep. makes like waivers just like nah, don't even bother. Well, with especially waivers. when you have seventeen mm-hmm. bench spots. Well, Thanks, Luke. I I've lost three quarterbacks. I'm down at Dorian Finney-Smith. Well, <laughs> as my quarterback, it's actually uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson is who you have. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, Finney but, Smith is with the man. <laughs> oh, that's right. But, <laughs> I wonder you're struggling. Yeah, uh, I'm struggling. Four. One of them's a good oh, three points. Well, yeah, and you oh, are. Uh, maybe you're not struggling. Excuse me, I've confused you that. me this week. It's, it's me that's struggling. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.